weak shakes, I feel it has bad juju in it. I don't want to drink from a weak shake. <laughs> you know, the idea is you're not just um, you're aerating, you're diluting, but you're also giving life to the cocktail. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Camille's Demi Hour on 89.5 Nantucket's NPR station. This is a 30-minute show dedicated to sharing an inside perspective of the Epicurean world here on Nantucket Island. You will hear from those voices who've helped create and represent this fascinating place. And lastly, we hope to educate on wine, healthy cooking, and the agricultural and sustainable community here on island. Welcome, everyone. This is Camille Broderick with Camille's Demi Hour on Nantucket's NPR station 89.5. And in the studio today, I have John McCarthy, the famous mixologist. He's not just a bartender. He's also a consultant and a writer. And yes, our local bartender over at Ornmore. Welcome, John. Hi. Hi. (laughs) He's excited. This is great. I'm very excited. Or maybe he just wants to. We're going to make drinks. We're going to talk about drinks. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Well, yes. Let's talk about you first. Let's talk about your background. Uh, Why don't you talk about your bartending experience and your transition into consulting? Okay. Um, Well, I started in the bar business because I couldn't get a job as a line cook in New York. So I got a job as a bar back and started making drinks. And, you know, bar backing is just moving kegs and moving ice yeah. uh, and cleaning up after very fancy uh, bartenders. Yes. So you actually wanted to go into culinary first? Yeah, I was a line cook in uh-huh. college. So I, I thought I, uh, I thought that's what I was going to do. That was do. the direction. But man, am I glad I'm a bartender. <laughs> kitchen, you know, the, that's the thing is the kitchen, the lights are really bright. The hours are even longer. Yeah. The bar's got candlelight, sexy people, yeah. booze, music, food. <laughs> and you worked where? Mainly in the west side of Manhattan, mm-hmm. like uh, places that are defunct now, like Whitehall or Betty or Allen and Delancey. That was the time I was on the Lower East Side. Allen and Delancey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That place. Oh, that. And That's that, a, an amazing historic corner. That's oh, man. right near Katz's Deli yeah. and everything. And that place, we had so many candles and it was so low ceilings. We were putting out fires like constantly. <laughs> well, you have candles because it's sexy and everybody looks better in candlelight. But then you have a lot of people and a lot of people are drinking. And so maybe they're a little inebriated and they're knocking candles over or their hair is falling into the candles. <laughs> um, one time I remember the bar was packed. It was three deep. I couldn't see the, the back wall and. Uh, a guy kind of gets my attention and points behind him and then steps out of the way. And the wall behind him was on fire. Like several <laughs> menus were on fire. I just went straight over the bar in between the guests and just grabbed everything that was on fire and just got it outside to oh, throw man. it on the sidewalk. <laughs> did, went, did your hands suffer from that? No, it's, any, you know, it's, ha- it's, it's happening so fast. I mean, one time a woman leaned over the bar and her to look at a menu and her hair fell into the candle. And so the flame started going up the side of her head. And I just reached out, grabbed it and pulled the fire out. <sighs> But you're doing it so quick that there's no burn. Yeah, you don't, no, you don't feel it. And she looked at me like, what did you just do? I'm like, lady, you're, you're on fire on the bar. Well, I'm sure she could smell it afterwards. Yeah. So you were in New York City, and then you yeah. started doing some other consulting work, too. Talk about what it is to consult for a restaurant in the cocktail I started uh, consulting um, directly for brands. So basically, you'll, you get asked to do recipe development. So I'm working at a bar, I'm running their cocktail program, being the bar manager, and then a brand will come up and ask, will you make us three X drinks for the springtime for our launch of this thing? Mm -hmm. And from there, you just kind of build up and start meeting people. And so then you're creating cocktails and recipe development for several brands or the PR companies for those brands. And then from there, 
other people just ask you, well, will you come just make a list for my bar and restaurant? And sometimes you're working at the bar doing it, and sometimes you just make them a list. And so you also write. You work with your wife. I who, do. Who's, with, who's on Island 2, and she's a writer, and you have a weekly article with Food & Wine Magazine, and you also have a video tutorials on Savor.com, uh, which is, I think, one of the best culinary food magazines out there. It is the best. So it's great. So how did that happen? Well, my wife is brilliant. Her name's Carrie Jones, uh, and it was her idea. So uh, she was she was writing for Food and Wine and pitched them this idea of a weekly cocktail column. The it's called Liquor Cabinet Roulette. It's online every week, um, and the idea is you know that bottle that that friend of your friend that left at your house and you don't know what to do with it. Yes, we give you three drinks. <laughs> so it, you don't have to have like. Do people write in and say what it is, or you, you pick a random we, we, bottle we, that you we know pick. that. You know, we something or people will send us stuff that are new or, right. you know, but things like Campari or mm-hmm. St. Germain or just sweet vermouth. Um, and we'll give you easy, intermediate and advanced. Um, and you don't. And the thing for me is you just have to have base spirits, tequila, mm-hmm. whiskey, rum, no other modifiers. You don't have to be a bartender with a full bar. Right. It's just what you can get at the grocery store. I mean, down to the fact that you can get Angostura bitters at the grocery store. So mm-hmm. that's the only bitters we'll use. We've been doing it every week for like three years. Congratulations. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. And then the tutorials look great. The tutorials are fun. That is um person that Carrie used to work with is over there and he asked us to come in and do these. So what brought you to the island? You you really were a city boy and now you're here and working. Uh, yeah. How did that transition happen? Uh, well, first I like my joke is that I definitely drank the cranberry juice. Oh yeah. I had to say that. That's my that's Well, my, that's Cape Cod. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me this is still I, yeah. I'm from the south. I'm from Atlanta, so uh, for a little Yankee Island this place is pretty cool. Right. Um, but I came here uh, because of my wife. She grew up summering here, and we got married here last September. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, so why don't we talk about cocktail making? This is the first time we're having a mixologist in the studio. So uh, I have some mixology bartending experience, so I think we should talk about some basics so we make sure that everyone knows how to make a really good cocktail at the end of the show. Okay. So why don't we talk about freshness? And ingredients because yeah. right now there a lot of people are making homemade syrups and having real fresh citrus juices. Um, I mentioned that it's sort of following the farm to table trends. Yes, um, so that's happening and reflecting in the cocktail world. So talk about freshness in your bar and the prep that goes into it. We juice fresh every day. Your lemons and your limes are going to last like three to four days. Watermelon and cucumber is you want to use it that day. The next day, you can just, it's just, the vibrancy is gone. When you're using like herbs, it's all about just making sure that they're st- everything is bright green. Nothing is wilted. And it looks so beautiful in the bar when yeah. you see your mise en place yeah. color and yeah. fun trinkets. Yeah, little bowls full of little things. So those bowls. And what else? What are your other tools that you need to have? You need fresh ingredients. Fresh ingredients. Um, and then you need not only good tools, but they need to be clean. Be shocked at, that sometimes I'll come behind bartenders and... Their stuff isn't clean. Oh, no. You know, like your your citrus peeler isn't clean, and then you peel some and then put it on somebody's drink. It's like, dude, that thing is gross. Would you clean it, please? Oh, no. So, so pet peeves. Okay, pet so peeves, we want yeah. stories and pet peeves. Yeah, clean your tools. Clean your tools. Clean your tools. And your rags. And your rags. And how about, what about cocktail napkins? A clean bar is a happy bar. A clean bar is a happy bar. And what about cocktail napkins? I see that trend fading out. People not giving you a cocktail napkin. Tell tell me what your philosophy is on cocktail napkins. Uh, I believe cocktail napkins are important. I think that they go through a lot of trees, I guess. But, you know, they serve a really great purpose. (laughs) Yes, economically, maybe. Yes, they do. You know know what you can't do with a coaster? 
wrap up your gum. Yes. Or blow your nose. <laughs> or wipe your hands dry yeah. when you squeeze your own lemon or lime or exactly. wrap around your glass yeah. for condensation. Uh, yes. And the thing, and I, I like to replace napkins so that mm-hmm. your your drink always has a fresh, clean napkin so you feel comfortable and safe yes. while you enjoy your cocktail. I love it. You're my bartender. Okay. And then let's talk about ice. Um, That's one of my pet peeves. I think ice is a real critical component. Draft ice uh, started coming more in vogue several years ago. Why don't you talk about what that is? So you have uh, cold draft ice. Um, I believe there's only one restaurant on the island that has it. Um, The machines can be very finicky. And expensive. And very expensive. Uh, They make a 1.2 inch square cube. That's frozen at a lower temperature. So you get these squares that are just crystal clear, unless the machine's being finicky, which is almost every day. Mm -hmm. But you can really taste the quality. If you have not great water making not great ice, then you have a not great drink because it is like the starting point of any cocktail. Like when you go to the whatever Irish pub in Boston, not here, and you get whiskey on the rocks, you have a sip and you come back and all the ice is melted. melted, And then it's like, not good ice, and then you can you can really taste it the in fault, the drink. Right, clean water and good ice to shake and or stir uh, a great cocktail. And that's another component. Water is a part of a cocktail. Yes. You need that water. It helps dilution. Make, it, it's part of a co- every cocktail. Yeah. yeah. What are the other main components for a cocktail? Um, well, you have your spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have what you're going to modify it with. So like the king of cocktails, in my opinion, is the old fashioned, which is booze, any kind, um, any kind of sweetener, um, any kind of bitters with water, ice, stirred, poured over fresh ice, and then any kind of citrus peel. So that makes your drink. And you could have, uh, you could take that same drink, add more sweetener and add citrus juice and shake it. And then you have uh, another type of cocktail. Mm-hmm. Is that a daisy? It could be a daisy, yeah. So like there's a sour. A sour, right, which is always a sweet, sour yeah. spirit. Right. Booze, sugar, citrus, shaken, served up or mm-hmm. over ice, and that's a sour. And what about shaken versus stirred? What's the theory on that? Stirring is folding. Like if you think about it cooking-wise, if you're whisking, mm-hmm. you're shaking. And if you're uh, folding in the ingredients, you're stirring. Now, just to set the record clear. Yeah. Are you supposed to stir or shake a Manhattan? Stir. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> if somebody shakes a Manhattan, send it back. That's right. My pet peeve. Yeah. Stir it because it's silky. It becomes almost thick yeah. and luscious. And yeah. with the cherry, it's just beautiful. There's there's no there's no uh, shaking Manhattans or old fashions. There's no muddling in an old fashioned either. That's a good one, too. I see that mistake happen, yeah. too. Yeah. We, when... Uh, Mad Men episode when Draper like was muddling an old fashioned. Everybody's tweeting to, or texting oh, no, to each does. other, being like, "Are you seeing this? He's destroying this drink." Now, what about martinis when it comes to dry, off dry, extra dry? What is your ratio of vermouth for those? Well, a lot of people like cold vodka in a glass and refer to it as a martini. That is correct, right? And there's nothing wrong if you want three ounces of ice cold vodka in a glass. With an olive, I will give it to you. I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> Technically, that's a ke- that's a vodka up. Right. Um, a martini is uh, gin and dry vermouth. My favorite martini would be gin, uh, dry vermouth, orange bitters, and a lemon peel with all the oils expressed onto the top of the drink. That's a martini, and it's stirred. 
So oh, it's really cold. So it's really cold. And it's really good. And the thing about martinis, too, is they're not supposed to be a big drink because you want to finish it before it stops being cold. Yes. So when you see those, like, seven-ounce <laughs> martinis that's just all cold vodka in a glass, it's like, what is that drink? Oh, gosh. If you look at, like, old antique martini glasses, they're tiny. They're tiny. Because the idea is you, you want to drink it while it's cold. Exactly. That's great. Great tips. Great tips. Okay, so let's get to cocktail making. Right. If you're just joining us, I'm in the studio with John McCarthy, a great mixologist here on island. He's working over at Orn Moore, but he also helped to open the bar at Graydon House. Quite a talent. He also uh, does tutorials for Savor.com, the great food magazine, and as well as an article with um, a weekly article with his wife on food and wine. So, all right, we're gonna make what today? I'm very excited. I actually do know what we're gonna make, but I'm gonna have him, <laughs> I'm gonna have him tell us. Uh, well, we're gonna do two cocktails. The first cocktail we're gonna do is uh, what we call at Orin Moore um, Red Sky at Night, and it is a variation on a Planter's Punch. Uh, Planter's Punch is rum grenadine and fresh lime juice very and good what we've done here is we've taken uh, a 12 year old jamaican rum um, and made our own hibiscus grenadine so i imagine that you chose planner's punch because or this style for the sailor the nautical theme you know quite, quite obvious yeah pretty pretty <gasps> obvious that at all. I, I wanted to do something that uh, would be a sailor's drink a sailor uh, oh, i thought i said it was a sailor's dream yeah uh that too on 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 nantucket yes and Jamaican rum, this is Appleton, uh, has its own unique flavor. Every every island or every area that makes rum has their own uniqueness to it. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about the 12-year Appleton that has the depth and body just feels like the Caribbean. I helped launch uh, Ten Cane Rum. Oh, that's good. And I learned a lot about rum. That was the one spirit I really got to jump into and study. And we went to Bermuda, and there's a real culture behind rum. And I also realized the aged ones are just, oh yeah, they're so delicious. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of the, the clear rums are a little harsher. But, I mean, when you get into the aged rums, they're, they're beautiful spirits. It, and with that, the, in my, the best white rums are usually four years old that then get charcoal filtered and have the color stripped away. Hmm. What brands are those? Uh, Brugal is my Brugal. favorite. It's oh, okay. a, it's a four year that then mm-hmm. gets um, charcoal filtered, so it has all this body that you can. It's a good platform to build drinks on. No offense, but there are some out there that are really popular that are very thin, um, and you can't really do anything with it but add Coca Cola. And usually it's molasses, or in this case, is it sugarcane? What's the base for uh, Appleton? Do you know? Appleton is molasses, I believe. Usually, if it's uh, straight cane juice, it's going to be uh, agricole, and it'll list that, and that's like the French style. The French, doing it. right. It's also how you make cassasha, where you just take the sugar cane juice and ferment it and straight. Distill, right. All right, so I'm going to make a drink. I have a bottle of Appleton in my hand and a, and a two-ounce jigger, so I'm pouring two ounces of 12-year Appleton. I'm pouring it in my cocktail shaker, and then I have fresh... Lime juice, and I'm going to put in three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lime juice. And then and me- measuring is yeah. very important, is Very it important, not? very important. Uh, I always have the recipes jiggered so that anybody should be able to make the exact same drink. If people are free pouring, um, they're a quarter ounce over, a qu- quarter ounce under, and there's six ingredients in the drink that are now off, and then the whole drink is off balance. Right. So it's about consistency. It's about consistency, yeah. Well, that is a gift, too, to be able to make a drink without uh, measuring. Yeah, and, you know, there's there's a whole uh, thing of flair tending. I'm not a flair tender, but there are people who are. 
Uh, so What's that, a flare tender? A flare tender is, you know, with the th- fire? throwing bottles behind their <laughs> oh, back yeah. oh, and yeah. doing it upside down. Tom Cruise. Balancing it on their elbows and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, now into this drink, I'm adding three-fourths of an ounce of our house-made hibiscus grenadine. Real grenadine is sugar and pomegranate juice. Equal parts cooked That's down. That's it. Um, this one has orange peel and some clove and some... Uh, allspice, and then hibiscus. It's not the Chinese buffet Shirley Temple once as no. a child. No, I mean it is that it I is, love so dearly. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, it's not. It's not that bright. That bright red. Uh, Horribly bad for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna get some ice here to put into my cocktail shaker, and then some more ice to put into my rocks glass. Then I'll put the cocktail into, and then I'm going to shake. Yes. So I have my, uh, this is a technical term, I have my big tin and my little tin. Great. And I put them together, and you give it a little tap, because that gives it a, a seal, so that Great. it doesn't pop apart. And Great. then, um, what I always tell people is, just like everybody has their own walk, everybody has their own shake, let your shake free, <laughs> um, and to shake vigorously. Weak shakes, I feel it has bad juju in it. I don't want to drink from a weak shake. <laughs> you know, the idea is, you're not just... Um, you're aerating, you're diluting, but you're also giving life to the cocktail. That was well said. Life uh, to the cocktail. Life to the cocktail. And when somebody's like doing a weak shake in one hand and a weak stir in the other hand because they're they're like, I don't know, being efficient, I, just do yeah. one thing, do it well. Do it then, well. And then move to the next drink. Oh, that looks beautiful. And beautiful color. He has this beautifully etched rocks glass. It's really stunning. And these thick cubes that he took out of his own rubber ice trays. Those are just about over an inch and a half. And oh, the and last plastic. step for this drink that I just put on there was I grated fresh nutmeg. Again, this is another um, sailor Caribbean tiki style of yeah. a cocktail. Would you like to taste it? Uh, of course. All right. The color is... Almost this nice frosty raspberry and then the the shaved nutmeg. It looks like fresh ground pepper or something. It's beautiful. I always smell my cocktails, just like wine. I really do because it's almost like a meal or sweet meal. But the nutmeg comes out first and then it's underlined with this sweet berry. You can barely smell the rum. It kind of it kind of just circulates the whole aroma of just this stronger sweetness. It's the it's the body that surrounds it. So good. Give me the beach. It's perfect. Not too strong. Beautiful acidity. That's delicious. I like to think that it's balanced. Um, and there's two ounces of rum in there, so it's it's a full cocktail. Doesn't feel that strong. Is that because of the intensity of the the concentration of the the syrup, the grenadine? Oh, or the the uh, mixologist perfectly balancing the <laughs> ingredients to make true a talent. It, you know, you it's make it happen. You again, you <laughs> you brought life to it. Okay, so you brought a really interesting yes special gift today. Yes, I wanted you, Camille, to try this drink because I think this is the coolest drink on the island this summer. Um, what we're doing is we're taking. A drink called a Collins. Um, John Collins started out as a um, gin cocktail that was gin, lemon, sugar, and club soda. I think one of the classic drinks. Yeah, it's great. So good. You can drink it all day. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a sparkling lemonade, but with... But with a kick. With a kick. People like their vodka 
I've noticed. And a lot of times make a drink with gin, they asked me to make it with vodka. So I thought I'd just kind of skip that step. Mm -hmm. So made a vodka Collins. Mm. But for the sweetener, and again, the thing to remember about sweeteners is sugar isn't there to make things sweet. It's a binding agent. It brings the citrus, the alcohol, the other modifiers and like joins them together uh, to make a whole. So for the sweetener for this drink, I've made a cardamom syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, take in fresh green cardamom, ground it up, basically make a tea, bring water to a boil, and steep the cardamom. And after about 10 minutes, then I add sugar until it's melted. And then strain it out the next day, and I have cardamom syrup. It's so great having the restaurant and having the, the kitchen and having all those herbs accessible. Oh, yeah. Makes things so much easier for prepping. And what we've done for this cocktail is I've made the drink, then I've added water, and then we carbonated it. <gasps> so we got, you know, a CO2, and we make a big batch of carbonated cardamom collins, and then we bottle it. <gasps> so we serve it. We have this little 200-milliliter bottle that's capped. It looks like a little cute little mini Coke bottle. Uh, with the whole cocktail in it. And we bring it to you at the table with a Collins glass that has... The classic tall, skinny Collins glass, yes. A sprig of rosemary and a lemon wheel. And then the little bottle, and we bring it to you. It's so cute. And then we just pop the bottle. Oh, you can actually... Did you hear that, Fizz? You could actually hear it. That was great. And then we can just serve it to you. This is also a tip um, at Oren Moore if I'm really busy... This is the fastest That's drink. That's the best cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> this one it's I a can lazy, just man, lazy man's cocktail, but how efficient because talk about control and quality control. All right. I'm going for number two. Beautiful Collins, freshly made, but then carbonated by yours truly. Yeah, carbonated. Capped and bottled on site. On site. <laughs> You're going to have to make a little label and sell these perhaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You can smell the cardamom. That's really pretty. And cardamom has a drying quality, which uh, is also great in a cocktail because it lets you want to have that next sip. So refreshing. And this, too, isn't too strong either. It's balanced. It feels like that's what it's supposed to be. You wouldn't want to change the spirit. You wouldn't want to change the the seasoning or the, the spice. That's beautiful. It yeah. has a little pep. It has a little lift. The citrus, the sweetness just adds that other component that can elevate a cocktail. I just have a couple other questions before you leave. Do you have any other uh, experiences in what trends are happening in regards to healthier cocktails? Well, there's definitely um, a big push now for low proof cocktails Mm -hmm. and, you know, what we call mocktails, especially like we were talking about the, um, the, the farm to table movement is at the bar now too. So people want an herbaceous, fresh ingredient, non-alcoholic cocktail, right. or maybe all of that with just a little vermouth in it, you know, something right. that's only at like 17% alcohol. And you have the the ingredients and most of the prep already done, so yeah. why not? Yeah. And one other question. So, well, I always thought it's fun to ask, how do you tell someone you're done? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've had to do it on occasion, yeah. and usually I approach it with humor and um, someone to back me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the first thing is just kind of slow people down. Yeah. You know, um, they're asking for another drink and, oh, I have something I have to do. I'll be right back. You know, just to just kind of pace them. And then um, you're in- informing other people around you, management and everything. So everybody's on the same. Everybody knows that we have someone that may or may not appreciate mm-hmm. that we're not going to serve them again. Uh, and then the best thing is to get their friend. Yes, that always helps. Take their friend aside and say, you need to 
you need to be a good friend right now. And it's going to be better coming from you than from me. <laughs> and that happens in, when you're entertained at home, too. You have to uh, always look out for each other. Yeah. All right. Well, it has been delicious having you here. It Thanks, has Camille. been this really has been fun. fun. I really believe you're a gifted bartender. These well, thanks. Are, these are beautiful thanks. drinks. And um, I can't wait to imbibe a little bit more. And I wish you a great and fun season. Thank you. Over at Orenmore. We will see you there. And definitely check out the pre-bottled, handmade Tom Collins over there at Orenmore. It's quite scrumptious. Cheers. Cheers.